history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. What is up, Sooner Nation? I am Casey Mallon, and you are now in a Sooner state of mind. Make sure you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Sooner state of mind, family. How we feeling? Are you ready for chaos? We got a reprieve last week. Not a full reprieve, but as dark as things looked two weeks ago, there is now at least a small ray of light peeking through a crack in the wall. And that wall wants to crumble. If only a force of nature with cyclonic force were to blow through Ames on Saturday night to tear that wall down, freeing that ray of light to shine down brightly upon Sooner Nation, we could wake up Sunday morning with a full and complete reprieve. First things first. Standing in the way of that reprieve is an opponent the Sooners shockingly have never beaten. We've only played them twice, but still. Yep, it's the 5-5 five and five BYU Cougars hosting our 8-2 and two Oklahoma Sooners in Provo, Utah. Sooners are 0-2 all-time versus the Cougs. The Sooners got a 31-6 beatdown in the 1994 Copper Bowl. But the most recent and brutally painful loss came in the season opener in 2009. I'd just gotten off the ply after a week at Burning Man, only to be hit with the devastating news that not only did we lose to BYU 14-13, but that Sam Bradford was also knocked out of the game. Sam would try to come back later in the season only to re-injure that shoulder, no repeat Heisman, no repeat appearance in the natty, the Sooners would go on to finish that season with an 8-5 and five record. So here we are, 14 years later, as conference foes for the first and last time. While BYU is playing out the season in hopes of becoming bowl eligible, the Sooners are looking to backdoor their way into the Big 12 championship. Kalani Sataki has been the head coach at BYU since 2015 and is the first Tongan to become a collegiate head football coach. 
He's got a 61 and 39 record at BYU. Now, BYU hasn't publicly named a starting quarterback for this game. Keaton Slovis has been battling an injury. So Jake Retzliff has started the last two games. And if Slovis is anywhere close to ready to go, I think he will get the start. They said he's not playing until he's 100%. Maybe he becomes 100% on Saturday because he's 5-3 and three as the starter. Retzliff is 0-2. So if Slovis can go, it will be him. Senior Isaac Rex, the tight end, just became BYU's all-time leader in touchdown receptions by a tight end with 23. He is the second leading receiver on this year's team. Chase Roberts is the leading receiver, but he's not had more than four catches or gone over 64 yards in a game this season. Darius Lassiter may be their most dangerous player, but these guys should not be able to get anything going against our defense. Freshman LJ Martin, their lead back, has also been banged up. Came back last week, only eight carries for 56 yards against Iowa State, but that game got away from BYU early. So maybe that was why he only had limited carries. Aiden Robbins, the other back, he is big, 6'3 and 240. Nice combo of size and speed there, but not a lot of production from those backs or the receivers. And like this offense should not be able to get anything going against us, especially as well as our defense played last week. Sooners held West Virginia's quarterbacks to just 32% completions. And that was against a team that had been putting up points. That's something this BYU offense does not do. Stutz, Danny Stutzman, was back last week, and it was obvious. Well, after the first drive it was, anyways. He is the energy, the leadership, the glue. It's impressive how big of an impact this guy has on the defense and the team. But there are stars in the making all over this defense. Kip Lewis, man, he is on a sick learning curve. He's just going up and up. This guy, bona fide superstar. Superstar. 27 different defensive players played last week and had at least one tackle versus West Virginia. That's a ton of guys getting reps. Lots of upperclassmen, lots of young dudes all getting a taste last week. No pressure, or I should say no sacks, but lots of pressure. Waves and waves of pressure. Many TFLs and negative plays. Lots of bad or weird things will have to happen for BYU to able to be able to put up points in this game. Just matching heads up, it shouldn't even be a contest. Maybe they'll throw some trickeration out there. Who knows? But straight up, they should not be able to score many points on this Sooners defense. That's how I see it anyways. Offensively for these Sooners, I don't think they could come into this game any hotter. Last week, they were more aggressive in the pass game. Weather permitting, we should see more of that. But proceed with caution. 
Jim Thorpe Award finalist cornerback Jacob Robinson has four of BYU's 12 interceptions, including a pick six. And those Cougs have 18 takeaways overall. My suggestion, just identify where Robinson is and throw it the other way. Drake Stoops is on a serious burner like he must really love November. His last two games, 22 catches, 298 yards, and four touchdowns. Maybe it's just that he and Gabriel have finally reached that level of cohesion together. Taking it to another level. Whatever it is, I want more. I want more. When DG is also getting his run game going, the whole thing comes together. He is a legitimate weapon in the run game. And it makes me crazy that we didn't use it in the Oklahoma State game. I don't get it. When we do get yards from DG and Sawchuck like we did last week, this offense is scary good. Sawchuck with three 20-plus yard runs last week. And on the day, 22 for 135. That's back-to-back 100-yard run games for Sawchuck at over six yards per carry. Makes you wonder what a healthy combo a saw Chuck and Walker would look like. Hopefully we still get to see it in full effect. Still got some time left this season. Injuries really derailed this run game this season, and it's been unfortunate. Good for the Sooners. This BYU team struggles against the run. They're giving up 180 yards and over five yards per carry on the ground. We should bully these dudes. Hopefully our O-line builds off of the success they had last week. Absolutely loved the run game, the blocking in the run game last week. And pass protection for the most part held up too, giving DG clean pockets and plenty of time to find the guys downfield. Now, it is senior day for these BYU Cougars, so there will be some built-in juice. They do not plan on being hospitable hosts, and they would love to embarrass the Sooners. If there is something to be nervous about, these Cougs are 4-1 and one at home. And it's a senior-laden team, some grown men over there on senior day. But in their last three games, all losses, these Cougs have been outscored 117 to 26. I know I keep saying this, but they should not be able to score on us. They shouldn't. And they should not be able to stop us. There, Like I said, there will be some juice to start this game. But if we can ride that out, if we can overcome it, we can and should shut it down real quick like. And as long as we don't do anything to hurt ourselves, like turnovers or penalties, we can and should put these guys away early. Offensively, BYU are averaging 300 yards a game and only 90 yards on the ground at 3.2 per carry. They are not good at on, on third down, under 28%. 
That should be a major advantage for us, and we should completely overwhelm them. They've turned the ball over 14 times. We've created a bunch of turnovers. On paper, this is a great opponent for us. I'm still nervous because I always am. But I fully believe we will win this game. Just have to make it so. Play clean. It's ours. It's there for the taking. And of course, we will be back after the game to talk about what went wrong. Hopefully nothing. And what went right. Hopefully everything. So subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you will never miss an episode. Before we get into the rest of the Week 12 college football action, let's take a minute to recognize some Sooners doing work in the NFL. Marvin Mims Jr., named AFC Special Teams Player of the Week, had a 17-yard punt return in the first half, set up uh, Cortland Sutton's touchdown right before half there. He also had a kick return that went 39 yards in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, a 27-yard punt return, that set up Denver for another touchdown drive. Like to see him get more involved in the pass game, but he is shining on special teams. He's averaging 20.7 yards on punt returns and 33.6 on kick returns. Marvin Mins Jr., good job, brother. Speaking of former OU Sooner receivers kicking total ass in the NFL. You know who I'm talking about. C.D. Lamb, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Three straight games with at least 10 catches and at least 150 receiving yards. He destroyed the Giants last week. 11 for 173 and a touchdown and a rushing touchdown as well. C.D. Lamb. It's really figuring this pro thing out. Dynamic, dynamic weapon, getting better every week. Congrats to our Sooners in the NFL. Hopefully more good things to come. Not only from those guys, but for all our guys in the NFL. All right, back to college. Not a great slate of games for Week 12, but some huge games in the Big 12, which we will get to. Number two, Georgia at number 13, Tennessee. Now, unless Georgia loses this game or at Georgia Tech next week, neither is really likely, and then loses to Alabama, that would be the only way we don't see Georgia in the college football playoff. Um, Even a loss to Bama probably will not keep them out, and I'm going to assume they go into the Bama game undefeated. Number five, Washington. At number 12, Oregon State. Do not chalk this up as a Husky win. Huskies haven't been their best the last couple of games. And these Beavers have been laying the wood. State are very tough to beat in Corvallis. And you know they would love to blow up the Pac-12 CFP hopes as what's left of the Pac-12 has been left for dead. They might do these Huskies raw, dog. That's D-A-W-G. And they're at the Ducks next week. Things could get a little bit kinky. 
UCLA at USC, the battle for LA. Now there's talks of Chip Kelly getting fired and a UCLA player exodus. There's also talks of Lincoln Riley, better known as Tebow, bolting for AM or the NFL. I'm not sure there's fire there, but there is at least a little bit of smoke, specifically in regards to Chip Kelly. But either way, both teams are coming off back-to-back losses, but one of these teams was supposedly a contender for the national title. As my good and fictional friend John Bender would say, not even close, bud. But... Los Angeles bragging rights will at least be something to feel good about. But let's get to what really matters. And as my other good friend Ringo Starr says, I get by with a little help from my friends. And the scenarios actually look better and more attainable this week than they did last week. Number 25, Kansas State at number 16, Kansas. Coach Leopold is, quote, very optimistic that quarterback Jason Bean will be able to go in this one after leaving the game last week. It hasn't mattered who the quarterback for Kansas has been as K-State has won 14 in a row in the Sunflower Showdown. Speaking of Sunflower Showdown, not the best name for a rivalry football game. Maybe Brett Yormark can work on rebranding that next year. For this week, this game by itself doesn't give us life either way if neither of the games after that don't go our way. Speaking of, number 15, Oklahoma State at Houston. Who knows which Pokes team we will get on Saturday. I hope it's the one from last week versus UCF. Both Bowman and Donovan Smith coming off three interception games. Which QB can clean it up? These Cougars will need Smith to continue to make plays as a runner. And if he does, that could give the Pokes problems. And I'm going out on a limb and saying that I'm pretty sure Ollie Gordon will be much better than 12 for 25 like he was last week. Come on, Dana, get in your bag and do us a solid. You got me? Number seven, Tex ass at Iowa State. Sooner state of mind, fam. We are huge Cyclone fans this weekend. So much on the line in this game. These Cyclones actually still have a path to the Big 12 championship, but it starts with beating these horns. WH. Lots of youth on the Iowa State team. Rocco and the boys will have to limit mistakes to have a chance in this game. Texas will be without Jonathan Brooks and are coming off back-to-back games where they've almost blown 20-point leads. They've not been strong closers. Let's hope that trend continues on Saturday night. A Sooners win mixed with either a Pokes or a Bevo loss. And we are back to controlling our own destiny. 
Sooner State of Mind fam, we've got lots of work to do this weekend. Not only mentally and collectively willing our Sooners to a win, we've got to keep some in the tank to give strength to our temporary brothers, the Cougs and the Clones. Cougs, Clones, Cougs and Clones. That is the mantra for Saturday. Cougs and Clones. Head on over to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Go to shows. Type in Sooner State of Mind. You're locked. We have a ton of great shows. Every team, every topic, everywhere. Believe.com. If you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube and search the Football Dudes. We are there. When you find us, like and subscribe. Sooner State of Mind is brought to you by Bet Online. Sooner State of Mind fam, do your thing. My name is Casey Mallon, and I'm in a Sooner State of Mind. Thanks for listening.